Hello, my name is Reverend Kevin V. Montague, founder of KBM Ministries LLC, and welcome to Jumpstart Encouragement and Prayer Podcast. This dynamic podcast is taken from a Friday morning broadcast via KBM Ministries LLC, recorded live on Facebook and on Periscope. The goal of this podcast is to jumpstart your day and to encourage you to live better, see further, and achieve greater. Now let's join Jumpstart, already in progress. God bless you all and all those that are joining across the land and for supporting KBM Ministries, LLC. I don't own the rights to that background music that you heard. That was by... Bishop Noel Jones, his choir presents the City of Refuge Sanctuary Choir. It's not not about us. Amen. Amen. Won't you do me a favor? Won't you um, uh, share this post, share this broadcast from those that are on um, Periscope as well as on Facebook? Share, 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 share. Take a second to share. Um, I believe sharing is caring. I believe sharing lets other people know how much you care about them, that they may get a blessed word in this morning. Amen. All right. So the subject of my um, broadcast this morning is it's not about you. Yeah, it's not it's not it's not about you. Really, it's it's not about you. Um, Coming from the book of Jonah, chapter three, we're going to start there. Um, verses one, let's go one through 10. Yeah, let's do one through 10. Um, and then we're going to do verse four, one through four. So it reads, then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time, get up, go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. Remember this is, this is the second time he told Jonah to do something this time. Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. Huge. Yeah, that's 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 pretty huge. Uh, so, on the day Jonah entered the city, he shouted to the crowds, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. The people of Nineveh believe God's message. Let me go back and do my, 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 my stage acting. 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. The people of Nineveh believed God's message, and from the greatest to the least, they declared a fast and put on burlap to show their sorrow. Uh, why is this showing up here? Hold up, hold up. Okay. To show, uh, put on burlap to show their sorrow. When the king of Nineveh heard what Jonah was saying, he stepped down from his throne and took off his royal robes. He dressed himself in burlap and sat on a heap of ashes. Then the king of the then the king and the nobles sent a decree throughout the city. No one, not even the animals from your herds or and flocks, may eat or drink anything at all. Wow, they shut it down. People and animals alike must wear garments of mourning. Wow, animals must wear <laughs> that's wild. So people and animals alike must wear garments of mourning and everyone must pray earnestly to God. They must turn from their evil ways and stop all their violence. Who can tell? Perhaps even even yet God will change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. 
when God saw what they had done and how they put a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind and did not carry out, <coughs> excuse me, did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. Chapter four. Uh, this change of plans greatly upset Jonah and he became very angry. So he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? This is why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. Just, just kill me now, Lord. I'd rather be dead than alive if what I predicted will not happen. Verse 4 says, the Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry about this? Wow. All right. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. I see you out there. I see you out there. God bless you. Thank you all for joining. So for a few weeks now, you know, sometimes I want to share a little bit about what's going on in my life and all that stuff. So, so for a few weeks now, I, um, I, uh, I've been frustrated. I've been, I've been frustrated. People say it's on your face, the frustration. Um, I've just been frustrated over a few things, a few areas in, in my life that, um, I felt that should be going another way, but it isn't. I've, um, and, and yeah, just been frustrated and definition of being frustrated is to be frustrated is to be, to feel or express, um, dis distress or annoyance or especially, um, especially about, uh, because of the inability to change or achieve something. Let me say that again. To be frustrated means to feel or express distress or being annoyed, especially because of, uh, our inability to change or to, um, make make any difference or to achieve something that we want um i voice you know i voice my displeasure to people and i voice my displeasure to even god and i said on, on several occasions on several occasions i know people out there i know you're already saying i, I don't get frustrated it's always all good i'm, I'm always in a good place uh you know I, I, why would i get frustrated yeah but for me I'm not that deep like that. So yeah, I do, I do get frustrated. Um, so I voiced my complaint to God and, and on a numerous occasions and I, and I, I was just asking him, so why God can't people just act right? <laughs> Has anybody voiced their complaint to God? If so, go ahead and type on the screen. That's me. Uh, what about why, why can't people just stay in their lane? What, what, uh, what about, why why god is it that people want to do too much i have over over achievers on my job that that wants to that want to volunteer for everything i'm like what are you doing we have enough work on our own uh or another thing why why is your people your people god not mine why is your people not responsible for things i've asked them to do or or what or 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 even something even more close personal is like why why God is my sales sales uh, the sale of my book not not higher than it is you know jumpstart I mean um, spiritual vitamins devotional you haven't gotten a book go get it 
Anyway, I had to throw that in. Why, God, is it not at a million copies <laughs> already? Uh, yeah, yeah, just, just complaining about what, what things should be according to their eyes, according to their to, to my eyes and my perspective of how life should be wonderful. Life should be perfect. Everything should be going my way. I should have no complaints at all. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how I feel sometimes. Um, and then I say, God, if, if you know, if you, if you, if just think about it, God, you know, you try to reason. Well, I think God is more logical. If you would change these people, your people, if you would change their mind, change their attitude, change the person so that they can see it my way, everything would be great. Everything would be all right. Everything would be perfect. It won't be a waste of my time, my resources, my mindset. God, if, if, if you can only get them to do what I want them to do, uh, everything would be all good. My, my, uh, God, why not? It, it just seems more practical. It seems more uh, logical if you do it this way and everybody wins. <laughs> everybody wins, you know, and, 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 you know, I, I, I don't understand, God, why, why are these things not happening according to, to my plan? Yeah. yeah if, if you would um, only just do, you know, do like the plan I've set out, then everything would be all right. And then God said this. He said this. Um, I could listen to your advice. I could... Um, get people to act right and do right according to what you would have them to do. I, I, I could get people in your life to stay in their lane. I could have them um, minimize what, what they do so that everything that you do can be maximized. I could I could do all these things. I, I could have your book immediately sell a million copies. I could do all these things. And then God said this, but... <laughs> He said, it's not about you. Type on the screen right now. It's not about you. I know I know you thought it, it, it's all about you, but guess what? Type on the screen right now. It's not about you. I have to stop by here today to, 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 to come into your lives, into your morning, to, to, to stop you from bumping your head and, and, and worrying, having headaches. And uh, it, it's not about you. And then, and then it's like, hold up. What, what, I ask God, so what, what do you mean? What do you mean it's not about me? It, it, hey, that's the only person I'm responsible for, right? What do you mean? And then God said, it's not about you. And then he led me to a few scriptures. And he said this. The reason why it's not about you is Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. For I know the plans I have for you. He didn't say for everybody else. He says, for I know I had the plan... I, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good, not to disaster, not, not, not for disaster, but they are plans to give you a future and, and a hope. That's right. Future and a hope. Then he goes on and says this. Let me get water. <coughs> he says this. Little than you know, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything 
you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So, so he was just saying, it's not about you. And then he took me to a story, you know, the old story, you know, the story that you saw in your, 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 your big blue children Bible. How many people had that big old blue children Bible when you were gr growing up? I know the young people probably don't know what I'm talking about. That you had the big blue uh, children Bible that had all the, the popular and great stories of the Bible. So this is what I'm going to do. Here's the cliff note version of, of the, the book of Jonah. Okay. So Jonah was given a message by God to, 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 to go to, to this great city called Nineveh and announce his judgment to the people because he has seen how wicked they were and how the wicked things they were doing. They were just wicked people. They were just wicked, 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 wicked. They were just wicked people. And, and, and Jonah said, heard the message, but Jonah did the opposite. What Jonah did was he just ran away and said, I'm not doing this, God. I'm not doing this. I, I understand this is what you commanded me to do, but I'm not doing it. So Jonah got on the boat <laughs> and he ran uh, and, and, and almost caused the boat with full of men to be destroyed all because of his disobedience, all because he didn't want to do what he what, what God asked him to do. So the men got together and said, hold up. He's the problem. Let's throw our problem overboard. Yeah. Let's throw our problem overboard. Throw your problem overboard. That will preach all by itself. That will preach really good. Throw your problem overboard. So while, so while he was thrown overboard in the raging sea, the Lord arranged for a big fish to swallow up Noah. I mean, Jonah. So, so, so the fish did that. And Jonah stayed there in the belly three days and three nights until he finally cried out to God. He finally prayed to God and said, Lord, save me. I will do what you want me to do. I, I've been in here too long. I feel like I'm getting ready to die. But I know how great you are. I know your mercy. I know your compassion. Save me, Lord. So so, so the Lord answered his prayer. The, 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 the big fish spit him out. It's not a, didn't say it was a whale. It was a big fish. Um, so next thing he knows, he goes to Nineveh. He finally obeys. He goes to Nineveh, Nineveh and delivers the message to God, um, delivers the message that God gave him to, to the king of Nineveh and to the people of Nineveh and to the animals of Nineveh. And, and, and what ended up happening is the king and the people turned from their evil ways. They turned from their wicked ways. And the Lord didn't carry out the destruction he had threatened them. He, he did not destroy the city like he really wanted to do. And, and, and you know what? It's, it's interesting. I, I'm now thinking about Veggie Tales. I don't know if y'all ever watched Veggie Tales. Uh, they, they, he had a story about uh, Jonah in there. If you ever watch it with Bob the Tomato and Larry the Cucumber, it's a great story. It, you gotta watch it. It's a it's a cartoon animation, but hey, it tells it tells it re really good and it, it's amusing. So, so next thing you know, let's go ahead and pick up the story, chapter four, verse one through three. The first thing we we'll to talk about is Jonah's lack of mercy. So in chapter four, verse one through three, he says this: this change of plans, this change of plans greatly upset Jonah, and he became very angry. 
Wait a minute, he, he, he became very angry. At, look, he became very angry even after the fact that God just saved his life. God just, he was in a, he was in a fish for three days. Three days. How many people have been in a fish for three days? Oh, okay. This change of plans, God's change of plan of not destroying the city of Nineveh, this change of plans greatly upset Jonah. He became very angry. So he complained to the Lord. How many people complain to the Lord when we don't get what we want? <laughs> Did not say, wait a minute, look at the tone that he had. Look at the attitude he had. Did didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? I knew you were going to do this, God. I knew it. I just had it. I had it. I have it down in my spirit. I knew it. I knew God. God ain't going to do it. I knew it. That is why I ran to Tarshish. I knew that you are merciful and compassionate. I knew you would just not do that. Just kill me now, Lord. I can't take this no more. Just, just kill me now. I can't, I can't take your mercy and compassion. I can't take it that you don't do what you, that, I, what I've asked you to do. Then Lord, then the Lord just stopped by and just said, is it right for you to be angry about this? So one through three, verses one through three, talking about Jonah's lack of mercy upon the people of, uh, of Tarshish. And then verse four through six, it says this, the Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry about this? Then Jonah went out to the east side of the city and made a shelter to sit under. He was moping, he was complaining, he was all in his feelings. So he made a shelter to sit under as he waited to see what would happen to the city. So he up here waiting, wait, maybe God's going to change his mind. Maybe God's going to change his mind again and, and, he, and, and see, my, see my attitude, see me whining, see my, my complaining. And verse 6 says, And the Lord arranged for a leafy plant to grow there, and soon it spread its broad leaves over Jonah's head, shading him, from the sun. This eased his discomfort and Jonah was very grateful for the plant. Wait a minute. <coughs> Jonah. Wait a minute. Well, let, me, let, me, let me see if I can understand this. Jonah had an attitude. Jonah was complaining and God said, I know you complaining. I see your attitude. I see what's going on. I feel your pain, man. I understand. I got you. I understand. As a result, you know what? Because I care and because I love you, and I know you're going through. I know you got issues right now. I, I know this this is hard to understand. I know this is making you uncomfortable. What I'm going to do, I'm going to just uh I'm going to cover you for, for a moment so that you can get some 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 act right together. <laughs> get some act right. Uh, so that so that you can just breathe, so that you can uh remember and uh, um what was that? Um when, when, um, what show was that? When, 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 um, person said, so that you can relax, relate and release. Remember that? Remember Whitney said that? Okay. Whitley. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so you can get yourself together. So he did that. God was, God's a kind guy. God's a merciful guy. He could have said, who are you? Boom. You gone. But he covered him. So, okay, cool. So that was, uh, so that was God's mercy on Jonah's disobedience. That's God's mercy on Jonah's disobedience. God could have said, look, you're doing all of this. You off the chain. <laughs> you got problems. 
and because you got problems, you didn't do what I wanted to do instantly. I could have just got rid of you. But God's mercy he is so rich that even in our disobedience, he still wants to care about us. He still wants to take care of us. He still wants to show us his love. But he also has a lesson for us. Look at verse 7 through 11. But God also arranged for a worm. So after a little while, you're still complaining. You still got problems. Even though he's taking care of you, he's still providing for you. He's still loving you. He's still giving you your daily bread. But God also arranged for a worm. And this worm is going to teach your lesson. What, has anybody experienced a worm come into their life to teach them some type of, uh, 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 to give them greater understanding, to teach them a valuable lesson? It says this, but God also arranged for a worm. The next morning at dawn, the worm ate through the stem of the plant so that it withered away. And as the sun grew hot, God arranged for a scorching east wind to blow on Jonah. Wait a minute. First, it was God was comforting him. And then, he, and then God just flipped the script and said, you know what? I'm tired of you acting like this. I'm tired of your attitude. I'm tired of you complaining. I'm tired of you not falling in line. I'm tired of your disobedience. The next morning at dawn, the worm ate through the stem of the plant so that it withered away. And as the sun grew hot, God arranged for scorching east wind to blow on Jonah. The sun beat down on his head until he grew faint and wished to die. <laughs> Death is certainly better than living like this. And he ex explained. In other words, if I got to go through life like this, I, I, I'd rather be dead. Verse 9 says this, then God said to Jonah, all right. Is it right for you to be angry because the plant died? Okay. Yes, Jonah. <laughs> yes. Look, quickly, Jonah. Jonah, he, he's off the chain. He quickly said, yes, Jonah retorted, even, even angry enough to die. Like, man, you are so quick to say something out your mouth instead of just listening. Verse 10 says this. Then the Lord said, you feel sorry about the plant, though you did not did nothing to put it there. It came quickly and died quickly. Wow. In other words, his compassion, it comes quickly, but if you don't get some act right together, guess how fast it can go. It came quickly and died quickly. Verse 11 says this, but Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness not to mention all the animals shouldn't i feel sorry for such a great city should, shouldn't i feel sorry okay verse one and three talks about jonah's lack of mercy verses four through six talked about god's mercy on jonah's disobedience verse seven through eleven talked about god's explanation for his mercy he explained it. the reason why i ask you to do this for me is so that the people, 120,000 people and animals, so that the people will get to know me and have a relationship with me. That's it. I, 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 but you, Jonah, but you, Pam, you, you, Lady Pope, you, Teresa, you, you on Facebook, you on uh, 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 on Periscope, want 
the focus to be on you and what you want and what you desire and everything is about you but the lord just had me to stop by here today and tell you one thing is not about you it's about him type on the screen right now it's not about you it's not a it's not a oh matter of fact make it personal it's not about me type on the screen it's not about me it's not about me it's not about you it's not it it really isn't see here here's some observations that i've had observations observation number one taking the focus off of you and fully obeying god can save your life think about it jonah was in the well for Wait a minute, the first part, Jonah was thrown overboard into, it didn't say a calm sea, it said a raging sea. That's God saved him not once, but twice. Because the second time, the second time he was in a big fish. I don't know about you, but a big fish swallowing me with all the different chemicals and all the different enzymes and all these things that fight and, and get killed. You go in the fish for, yeah, and see what happened to you. Taking the focus off of you and fully obeying God and putting it on him will save your life. If you want to know why you're going through these problems, why you're going through this situation, why are these circumstances not on your side? It's because maybe, just maybe, the focus, your focus is on you. Take the focus off of you, fully obey God. And watch your life change for the better. That's the first observation. Second observation is this. The bigger the picture of God is, oftentimes the more, wait a minute, how do I have this? The bigger the picture of God is, more important, okay. The picture, the, 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 what God wants in your life is more important than your displeasure. God is not concerned about how you feel. He's not concerned about how you feel. I know you have an attitude. I know you're complaining. I know you you angry. I know you don't like what's going on. But if it's God's plan, say it's all good. God's the, the big plan of God is more important than your displeasure. Come on, talk back to me. That's observation number two. Observation number three is this. As you join God in what he's already doing, he already had a plan to save him eventually, I'm sure. He desires to change you too. Even in the midst of chaos, even when you don't understand what's going on, he's saying, why not just come alongside of me, join me in what I'm doing so that I can give you a new attitude a new mindset, new vision, and a new song. <laughs> That's right. God wants so much out of you. When you take the focus off of you and put it on him and join him in what he's already doing, he's going to bless your life. There, 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 there's, a, there's a worship song, and y'all probably don't know it because, you know, yeah, yeah, y'all contemporary. See, there's a worship song that says this. We have come into this house and gathered in his name to worship him. Y'all know that song? We have come into this house 
and gathered in his name to worship him. We have come into this house and gathered in his name to worship him. Worship Christ. Worship him. Christ our Lord. Y'all know about that song? But then the song says this. So forget about yourself and concentrate on him and worship him. Y'all know about that song? Yeah, it keeps on saying that and repeating that. And I believe he the, the song the song writer wants you wants that to continue so you can get it down in your spirit. <clears throat> and notice that the worship song says is pretty much saying when you concentrate on him, all the things that you were wanting it to be about you changes to wanting it to be all about him. Guess what that is? That's worship. Come on, talk back to me. That's what that's what worship is. It's taking the focus off my needs, my desire, my plan, my insecurities, my unpleasure, and putting it all on him. God just saying, it's not about you, but, will you, but can you give me worship in the midst of you not feeling what I'm trying to take you through to save someone else. I'm done. I'm through. I, I, I'm done. I can't. I can't do. I can't. I, there's nothing else I can say. I'm done. It's not about you. Stop making the focus about you. If you can just lift up your hands and say, "Lord, I surrender my thoughts. I surrender my ideas. I surrender my plan." Plan. I even surrender my anger and my displeasure, even if it's this, it's not comfortable. It's not about me. It's all about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not about you. And notice this. This is the funny thing about it. It says, "But Nineveh has more than one hundred twenty thousand people living in spiritual darkness." not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? He leaves a question. He, he, he leaves, he leaves, he, he ends. That's right, footy. Drop the mic. That's what, that's what happened. That's what, that's a drop the mic moment. He says, but Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to mention all the animals. See, God cares about everything. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? Boom. That's it. Want to know why that's it? That's the end of the chapter. That's ver- uh, chapter 4, verse verse 11. That's it. There's nothing left to be said. God didn't say no- there was nothing else. I don't, you know, Jonas just totally disappeared. That, that's it. That's it. I, God said, I ain't got it. God is like, I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And, and and I wonder what happened for the rest of Jonah's life. Did he did he finally get a get an understanding of it's not about him? And I wonder is God at the moment where he's asked you a question, he's asked you a question, and he's still waiting for you to respond in obedience. So I pray right now, I plead to you right now, I want to keep you from going through all the the troubles and trials and tribulations of your life, 
Just, just do it. Just make it about him and not about you. He has a plan for you. All you got to do is say, okay, God, and follow and obey his plan. Check your attitude. Get some get right, act right, and watch what God does. You may not even see, oh my, you may not even see what God is doing in other people's life all because of your one one act of obedience. One act of obedience can save thousands, but one act of disobedience can destroy a nation, can destroy your family, can destroy you. It's not about you. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you, God, for your mercy. Father, you've been so merciful, God, especially when we have not done what we were supposed to do. But Father, you saved us, you covered us, and you taught us some valuable lessons. Father, we want to obey you. We want to trust you. We want to worship you through our obedience. Help us right now. In Jesus' name, we pray. And Father, if there's somebody struggling, let them evaluate. Let them check themselves to see if they are doing what you've asked them to do. And I pray through their obedience that many souls are saved, many souls are delivered, and many souls are set free. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining Jumpstart Encouragement. Wow, what an amazing word. My prayer is that this podcast has blessed you to live better, see further, and achieve greater. Thank you so much for listening to this Jumpstart podcast and supporting KVM Ministries, LLC, where our mission is to lead with power and serve with care. I want to encourage you to follow KVM Ministries, LLC, on all the social media platforms and check out our website by going to Google and searching for KVM Ministries, LLC. This website has all the information you will want to know about the ministry, including ministerial services, leadership information, workshop information, past teachings, sermons, and broadcasts, and information regarding my devotional book, Spiritual Vitamins, Daily Nutrients for Your Spirit. You can buy right now through any online book retailer such as Amazon and Barnes & Nobles. All right, thank you again for listening to this podcast and join me next time for another encouraging word on the Jumpstart Encouragement and Prayer podcast from KVM Ministries, LLC. And I am Reverend Kevin V. Montague. God bless you.